Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. Hi, good morning, everybody. Welcome in Miller and Condon on a Wednesday, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 on the FM dial. It's Trent Condon and Ken Miller. We're with you for the next couple of hours talking sports with you. Appreciate you uh, being here with us. Uh, BMW of Des Moines guest list looks like this. We will uh, start uh, 1030 or so. Sean Devaney from Heavy.com. He's covered the NBA for decades. He will be here to help us out with what we saw last Last night, what we may potentially see going forward. Doesn't feel like we're going to see a lot of games going forward, but we shall see. Sean Devaney will join us at 10.30. At 11.05, Cubs fans, buckle up. Cappy will be here. Uh, If you follow the Cap Man on Twitter, you've seen some of his recaps. Uh, potentially you have, uh, and he will recap with us what we saw last night and over the last little while and potentially what may be on the horizon here for the Cubs. White Sox had another blow. Grandal goes down. Uh, so we'll get into Chicago sports with our friend David Kaplan at 11.05. And then off we go to Vegas where literally we will do what we will do two weeks from today We will be on our way to Sin City, broadcasting out there Thursday and Friday. Certainly looking forward to that. Get off the air out there at 10 o'clock in the morning and have the rest of the day. Well, you don't. I don't. I I do. And um, Delmar happens to be running, so I know Ah. that one of my days will be taken up with that, but certainly looking forward to killing some time in Sin City. So Patrick Everson from Covers.com, very popular website uh, for your sports wagers out there, Covers.com. Patrick Everson uh, will join us at 1130. So uh, Patrick does something really cool during football season, and it's probably one of my favorite things of Twitter before games outside of you know, injuries for I where I would stay before the game from the beat guys that are there. Mm-hmm. And it is, he goes to a number of different properties, kind of different ones, yep. rotates around where he's going to be, and then he'll ask the operators, hey, who are you heavy on? Mm-hmm. Who are the sharps on? Mm-hmm. Who are the pros on? Are you one heavy-sided, 90% of the bets on one way? He gets that information for most of the big days, so what I would hope to do, I, I would like to do here in the near future, I'm getting to know some of the operators here in the state, but to get oh, at that basis. Okay. So you wake up at Saturday morning and 11 a.m. kickoff for Iowa-Purdue, and I make a phone call or a text uh-huh. to Wild Rose and say, hey, you have anything? Yeah, we're really heavy on Iowa. 85% of the money is in on the Hawkeyes to have that statewide information because maybe it's just me as a gambler, but I think that is really, really cool just knowing where people are. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, I couldn't. I simply couldn't agree with you more. Um, I wish you wouldn't have put it out on the radio. Something <laughs> you maybe could have kept to yourself yeah. and <laughs> and your partner over here. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's a good idea, and I'm surprised that uh, somebody hasn't taken that because you're right. I think a lot of folks that like to bet on sports look forward to those people who do provide that information, and for us to be able to localize it, mm-hmm. I think that uh, I think a lot of folks would be. Um, um, very maybe not happy, but uh, now you'd be doing them a public service by putting right. that out there. So that's uh, maybe maybe we should get into that. Yes, yeah. because Patrick Everson does this a lot. Now look, he's paid by a lot of those casinos mm-hmm. to bounce around. Um, 
and he does a vignettes during the week that he puts up from one of the casinos. I did one with him from the Cosmo a few years back, three or four years ago, when the Cosmo first opened, and I was out there for that very reason to do that. He's a good guy, mm-hmm. um, and he's, um, like you say, he's well, very well connected in Las Vegas. So Patrick Everson will be here in about 90 minutes. Get the latest on Vegas. You know what I'm going to ask him? I'm going to ask him for one of those sports books you mentioned. He pops around to all of them. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there's one out there that I haven't been to that kind of an out of the way on the strip, but I'm gonna, on, on Friday after our show, I'm not going to stay at Vissen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Circa will be there on Thursday, hopefully. I'm going to try and find one of those places that I've never sat in the book for the day. Right. I always inevitably end up at the Mirage. The I just Mirage, love huh? the Mirage. It's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like that. Uh, Mandalay Bay is um, on top, um, toward the top of my list, but I wonder if Patrick Everson's got one of those kind of... I was thinking maybe the Paris. This is going to be a different kind of trip for me uh, because there's actually business involved. It's not just all pleasure. Uh-huh. Because normally, I'll be honest, I don't remember where I end up sometimes. <laughs> and I'll wake up the next morning and there'll be a tick in my pocket. I'm like, I don't even remember being there. And then you'll have to okay, cash this one or yeah. and just rip this one up and don't even have to make the walk. I don't have the say because you know the books well. A lot of them. I don't. I don't have that where you say... Oh yeah, this one's really, really nice. I'm like, yeah, I, I think I remember that. So this will be a different look at things. I know the South Point very well because yep. I've stayed there a lot. And yeah, before the day gets started, I Have, get my bearings about it. But no, I get you. Yes. Outside of that, though, that's going to be kind of another different part of this trip have is you, actually finding out. Have you been to the Superbook? Yes. It's massive. It was... Not since it's been redone. Right. And we may... Well, we'll see. Anyways. uh, So let's get into what we saw last night. And uh, speaking of sports wagering, the Condon Casino uh, put up on the board yesterday that um, Jake Arrieta... Over under innings for Jake. What did we? What did you set it at? Uh, uh, three, I think, was the number. Get that, through. Get through get the through third. Three, yeah, and you were upside down because folks were starting to pile in and take the under, and that's exactly what happened. Trent, if you if you're a Cubs fan, you don't want to. You, you got to laugh, right? Because you don't want to cry what mm-hmm. you're seeing, but it, it's sad when you see a guy who meant so much to an organization, and really, the swagger that came with Arietta when he walked to the bump. Um, you know, early in a baseball game, to start a baseball game, you knew, at least back then, you know what, your team's got a pretty good chance to put this one in the win column because he's going to go out and do something special here. And normally he did. It's sad in a way to watch what he has become. And he still says after the game trend, I've still got some of the best stuff in the game. I know I can still do this. Well, why haven't you done it? No, he can't. It's over. His ERA's 10 since June, like 9.7-something since June the 1st. You cross him off. And as we said yesterday, the name is keeping him on this roster. Yes. Now I would, I'm not sure it will any longer. It's at the point where I can't. People are hitting 274 against him. We know batting average in general, Jesus. how bad it is. His ERA now overall is up to 6.3. Yeah. After and being, he was good early yes, in he April, was. He right? He was really, really yes. good early on. I wonder if there's an injury. But we would know at this point, right? Because I don't think he's missed a start on the injured list. Well, and I do wonder, because it is Arietta, if that's going to be what they go to next. He's going to go to the IL. Mm-hmm. They're going to give him a couple weeks, all-star break, quote, get him right, right, and then try to give him one more opportunity. Just because he's Arietta. One thing I've seen bandied about more and more, and... 
the murmur continues to grow with Arietta is his quote unquote Pilates that he was doing. Mm-hmm. A lot of whispers that it wasn't just Pilates oh, that he was doing. Okay. And I was talking with the Cubs fan over the weekend, and we we're talking about Arietta, but we we're also talking about the championship. And uh-huh. It was in the midst of the losing streak. That well, has didn't continued. he? Wasn't he caught up in a? Rumor that mm-hmm. that stuff that he was drinking, those sh- protein. I mean, I know that's going back, right? But there's there's been those things around him. Mm-hmm. There whispers around all well, sports. Look at the dude when he had a shirt off during that run too. Yeah. He did not look you like your well, the starting pitchers that we imagined. Mickey they looked Lulich. like Greg Maddox, right? Yeah. <laughs> he certainly did not look like Bartolo Colon. He was built different. That was Mickey Lolich before. So yeah. you get those kind of guys. Those kind of questions. And then we started talking about Araldus Chapman. And a Cubs fan that had waited that long. I know everybody and every sports fan has to. There's times you just got to swallow a bad pill, right? Yep. And you'll overlook many different things. But at least for this one fan I was talking to, it was becoming more difficult. It was becoming more difficult thinking back upon it. In the moment, it was great. It was incredible. And... You thought there was going to be more to it. Now, Addison Russell, mm-hmm. Chapman, mm-hmm. maybe Arietta doing things a different way. Mm-hmm. All these different things stacked together. But let's not be naive and think the guys in the other dugout were oh, absolutely, the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. Not, and, not beating their you know significant other. Right. But that, as a sports fan, you waited and waited uh-huh. and waited. And you got there, but... See, I don't know how that would affect me. I don't think it would. If my team ever got to the promise, if, if the Jets win a win, uh, and five years later I hear a story about fill in the blank, right? right? Somebody yeah, was it, on HGH, and this guy was a wife beater, and right. this guy. Well, that would bother me. Bother you? Yeah, but you'd still have that moment. Sure, you'd still have absolutely. that time. And unfortunately, I think I'd be the same way right, too. Right. Like I know who the best running back was in two thousand was it five in college football? I watched USC with my own two eyes. Uh, not a Heisman winner. <laughs> no, he's not. He wasn't the best player. No. Uh-uh. Sorry, Reggie Bush. Yeah, right. Um, anyways, uh, so the basketball last night it was okay. Yeah, it was okay. There were moments. Uh, what was it? Cut down to seven, mm-hmm. I think, at one point, and then a huge, huge three to put it up to ten. Giannis played, uh, which was a, I think, a surprise. Especially if you coach watch Coach Bud's press conference from well, what day was yesterday Tuesday so Monday when he well he did some basketball activities well can you go into any further into no well I prefer not to right so he was on the floor but what does that mean they weren't real they weren't real forthcoming yesterday he's questionable instead of he went out to doubtful to questionable which was isn't that what Harden did mm-hmm. yeah the same the same right. way right he was out then he was doubtful then he was questionable then he's playing so Giannis played and you know what I don't think the injury I mean was he 100 percent no no but you still got quite a bit from him and you, you know got what? a B Giannis yeah, B minus maybe probably so and you know what the thing is about him yes everybody relies on their legs right mm-hmm. knee. his upper body strength yeah and and um they pointed that out. Van Gundy, I think it was, pointed that on the broad. You know, that's a good broadcast crew. Mm-hmm. I, it's not even close the um, the pre and the and the half and the post to, to TNT. Uh, but this is a pretty good this is a pretty good uh, broadcast crew that did the game last night. But it was too much Chris Paul. Just too much Chris Paul. Uh, Aiton got going. Booker was Booker. The the big three for the Suns yesterday were the big three. 
so for the Bucks to come back and, and off now, the bench, Johnson was really good too. Yes, win four out of the next six. You need Giannis to be close to Giannis. Mm-hmm. You need Middleton to keep doing his thing. He, he was really good yesterday. He was. But you need a whole lot more offensively out of Holiday. And yeah. I think defensively, too. Is he the elite defender, top five in the league he was three, four years ago? He's not anymore. He's still good, He's though, good. but you're right. I think you're, Yeah, I agree with you. And you probably have to have him on Chris Paul because there's plenty of possessions where try to keep his legs, right? I mean, he's one of their big three. Mm-hmm. You have to keep him out there. You have to keep him engaged. But I think their only shot of winning this series and slowing down Chris Paul is say, Drew, you're out here mm-hmm. 32 minutes a game. you got to guard Chris Paul. Yeah. That's our bet. You're going to not be able to do as much offensively, but our best chance of winning, our only chance, I think, of winning this series is for you guarding Paul. Yeah, he didn't do a lot offensively yesterday to begin no. with. Didn't I mean, shoot it well. No, he really didn't. He was 0 for 4 from 3. Uh, what he finished with 10 points uh, in the game yesterday. It just looks as though... And again, it's one game, but boy, you sure turned the TV off last night thinking, man, the Suns are just a better team. I uh, took a look at the updated series odds this morning. And so uh, Milwaukee, before the series started, was getting plus 150. Right. Now they've got to be, what are they now? Uh, I looked just at the Sun side. Okay. I didn't even take a look yeah. at the Bug side when I opened it up. It was minus 360 Jesus. for the Suns and... Not gonna lie, I kind of thought it might be worth it. Neither of us are people that like to play big favorites, right. but they sure looked the part, though. Yeah, really, really difficult to envision a scenario where the Bucks come back and mm-hmm. win this series. Four, six games, seven games, even. Mm-hmm. I think you can lay out a compelling argument, but to win the thing, I'm just not there. There, there is a huge discrepancy. It feels like between these two teams. Just hoping. Let's get five, six games at the very least out of it. Yeah, and the, the, I guess that's probably where we're at, right? Mm-hmm. Is we we want this to um, extend as long as as far as we possibly can, but it just doesn't have that feel uh, that uh, that that it's going to. Hope we're wrong. Look, I hope I'm wrong that uh, that the NHL ends tonight because I sure don't think I I don't think Montreal's got a prayer. Not I, a prayer. Not a prayer. So going you're going to play Tampa? puck line here minus one and no, a half. No, I'm not playing anything. I my my counts. That's right. I'm, I'm at zero. Or so they think. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to feel bad if I win this thing. You are, huh? I kind of am because they think I'm penniless. I saw the latest update today. Mm-hmm. I, I can sneak in and win this thing. you got a future, unless other people also well, have Well, that's futures. true. And they could be sandbagging similar to the right. way I'm going here. Right. But um, look, to, to the game itself, I thought that Tampa Bay was the best team on the ice in game four. Mm-hmm. And Montreal found a way to win, which is good because we got a game five out of it. Last year, they won the cup in a bubble. No family, nobody there to celebrate with mm-hmm. them. It was still you know, a good feel, obviously, uh, to win your championship. But you're celebrating you know, with, with the team. The family's not there. Um, fans couldn't be there. You had to have your parade on, on a body of water, which was cool, as we saw I'm glad they didn't throw the Stanley Cup because I don't think it would have gone as easy as the Lombardi Trophy. No, but um, <laughs> boat to boat, right? But with the with Tampa, their fans get to be there tonight. The families get to be there tonight. It just seems like I mean Montreal was lucky to win. I thought in Game Four, and I believe that they're going to win definitively tonight. I I give them no shot in hell, Trent. No shot. No shot. I would lay two and a half goals. Two and a, and I think you can. can I'm sure probably there's yeah. an alternate puck line. Right. right. Uh, let's get Jeff in here. He wants us to get back to the NBA, and we shall. He is an NBA fan. Hello, Jeff. Welcome. 
Guys, how are you? Good. How are you? Mm-hmm. Uh, here's the deal. This is what I watched last night. Maybe you guys uh, caught the same thing. But with Giannis, I didn't think he had his legs. Yeah. Meaning, you know, when they're running that pick, and I thought the biggest the biggest part was that pick and roll up top with Chris Paul. They were switching on it every single time. Yep. And when, when Lopez was in there, he was on skates pretty much the whole time. And if Giannis doesn't have his legs, Chris Paul will just eat you alive with that mid-range or late in the game, just a nice little hesitation finish. And then when they're kicking out for three, so I want to see the adjustments that Milwaukee's going to do going into game two. And now with Giannis, if he doesn't have his legs, again, we all know this, he can't shoot the basketball. So they're already defending him three to four feet, you know, Mm -hmm. up front with him. So if he can't have that blow by, and you could tell late the fourth quarter, he's trying to do a jab step or a a pump fake and he's getting stripped. That's not his game. They got to get him in transition. They got to keep pushing the basketball to give him good looks early and hopefully that'll translate late in the game. But, you know, I hope it's a competitive game. But, man, when that line went from six and a half to four, four and a half, mm-hmm. um, that was money for the taking. Mm-hmm. Now, last thing, I want to throw this out here. No, we don't talk tennis. Roger Federer is coming up next on ESPN. Probably one of the best athletes, I think, in a individual sport in the last 20 years, and I don't think it's close, guys. So no, he, throw it out there. Have a good day. Yeah, appreciate it, Jeff. He, he certainly belongs on the list, no, mm-hmm. no, no doubt about that. You know, he didn't play well yesterday for the Bucks and had had a really good, and I know one game does not make a series. Bobby Portis was... He's been a big factor on this in this Bucks playoff run. Uh, didn't have it last night, uh, but but he's been good. They need they need to him to do what he's been doing earlier in the playoffs. And, and a couple of times he got caught on switches on Chris Paul. And speaking of Paul, how about going down again with another ankle yeah. injury? And that one mm-hmm. right and away that was his wrist. Right there, then there was a wrist thing that popped yeah. up, and he was asked after the game by. Who does ESPN have? <laughs> that gets it's hard to follow all the moving parts right. with their talent. Um, Malik Andrews, maybe I th- whatever mm-hmm. asked uh, asked Chris Paul about what are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. So that typical playoff answer. Maybe right? that's the one answer. The Bucks getting back into it, an injury, right? Yeah. And Chris Paul's had plenty of them, mm-hmm. and well, he's been hurt a couple of times mm-hmm. in this playoffs too. So maybe that's the one thing that you would point to do to help them. Is it a huge distance? I don't think so. They're close. Sounds you mean better. the two teams? Yeah. I think that these two teams are closer than the two teams that are playing for the Stanley Cup. Oh, yeah. I, I agree. mean, I think yes, Tampa's absolutely. head and shoulder better. Than, I, I think the Bucks are going to win a game. Yes. I believe the Bucks are going to win a game. Speaking of winning a game, I'm so glad that you mentioned yesterday that you were betting on uh, on the soccer because uh, I went home and watched it yesterday. It was high level. It was really it? good. Mm-hmm. It was really, really good. You know, I'm. Um, the penalty kicks at the end of the game, you know, when it's still tied after 30 minutes of overtime. you got to decide it somehow. Right. And these are the best players in the world doing it. And it's still hard to score. I mean, you would think, right? But these goalies are in that, play, in that position for a reason. It, there was drama. I mean, tension. Mm-hmm. The fans for both of those teams yesterday, that was tense. I really enjoyed it. And I am not a soccer guy. I don't watch Bundesliga I do not watch anything outside of international competition. Mm-hmm. Euro, absolutely. Uh, 20 years ago, well, 21 years ago now, I was in Italy for the Euro final. I remember you telling me that. And it right. was one of the most incredible yeah. experiences watching that final against France in 2000 that I've ever been a part of, sports or otherwise. It was that cool to be amongst 20,000 Italians 
watching it. I mm-hmm. think it was in the Netherlands that year. But regardless, and just watching it so on the, a big screen. So let me ask you this. Yeah. Do, does, do you get the feeling, or watching that, you know, you, you didn't have a dog in the fight, obviously. Mm-hmm. Passion-wise, is that kind of like a Saturday at Kinnick or Jack Trice? It, or, it's a different it, it's level. A different level it huh? was a different level. Because it, of the, I mean, everybody... There's there's only one team right. for your country, right? And that's where I was. I was yeah. in Italy watching yeah. the Italian national team play for a Euro championship. Mm-hmm. And they were coming off a little bit of hard times. The 90s were a little bit of a lull for them. And that experience, it's it can't be rivaled. I've been to big games. I've been to huge moments. And there's nothing like that rooting for your country in that kind of environment. And it goes here. And I'll watch the World Cup. And I'll watch yeah, me too. the Olympics soccer. Uh-huh. And usually it's the women's side that I watch more than the men's side. And we won't get to see the U.S. men this year in the Olympics, right. which takes that down a level. It's different. Now, I, I don't know if I'll ever get to the spot where I'm going to pick my team over across the pond and wake up at 9 o'clock or 8 o'clock and watch soccer every Saturday morning, as I know a lot of people do around here. I don't know if I'll get to that point. But the beautiful game, it's true. But when you talked about the penalty kicks, it was drama. Mm-hmm. Tension. I'm not a soccer purist by any means, so somebody out there that is, help me out. I am of the opinion, and you see it in hockey, take people off the field. Yeah, I, for certain, that's true. So you got the two 15-minute halves. Now, they don't take anybody off the ice in the, in the playoffs. Right. But in the you know, regular season. But it's scoring's different in hockey than it is in mm-hmm. soccer. So if you start taking away... And by the time maybe you get down to sevens on each side, and then it stops, it's, you're going to have you're going to have a result. You're going to have a yeah. result doing it that way. Maybe I'm way off here. I think that would be the best way to do it. Penalty kicks are great for what they are, mm-hmm. and I know there's plenty plenty of peers that just hate that. Sure, that a match has to end that way. But for me, I think that would be cool. Those these huge fields, and then you just cut it down to seven guys on each side, and the amount of do you do it right away? Yeah, you just, have to. You can't just one, you know, every five minutes pluck a guy off. <laughs> right. I think you would do. It's like I like the penalty kicks, and I, and I I haven't always felt that way, but watching the tension of the two fan bases in the crowd yesterday, that was unbelievable. Since you mentioned Olympic soccer, I want to ask you about this story here because I would be apoplectic if the Canadian Olympic team banned Shikari Richardson, who's eligible to run in the relays mm. and is the fastest woman in the world, right? Is I believe yes. And I get the suspension. I don't. I think the suspension's ridiculous, but the rules are what the rules are. And it's not the U.S. Olympic team that uh, that implements that. It's a world governing body. So she's suspended thirty days, but she's her thirty day suspension is up in time for her to participate in the in the relays or one of the one of the events that most believe she was going to be named to. It would be like a pitcher being suspended for the first six games. Of the playoffs for something that you did. Game seven rolls around. You know, I'm not going to use them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm going to keep him out. We don't think it's fair to the other pitchers that pitched in this. What? That, that part of the statement that you just said there drove me nuts. So while our heartfelt understanding lies with Shikari, we must also maintain fairness for all of the athletes no, who attempted to realize their dreams by securing a place in the U.S. Olympic track and field team. Uh-huh. Except there's somebody better. Right. That is eligible for the team. This isn't six-year-old soccer here. We're not getting juice box and orange slices. What in God's name is U.S. track and field? That's your response? I can't believe they made this decision, Trent. There has to be something more to this. Because if this is the fastest woman in the world, <laughs> she has paid her penalty, she can't run in the individual event, that I think you would much rather win as opposed to mm-hmm. being part of a team. But 
a gold medal nonetheless, and she would have, in all likelihood, um, you know, been standing on the podium. They'd be playing the Star Spangled Banner. So her suspension's up in time for her to be eligible for the event, and they say, nah, you know what, we're good. I didn't get it. It's very rare anymore that I see something that really upsets me because at this point, Ken, you've seen more, but I've seen a lot too. There's not a whole lot that surprises you. That statement, there was just something about Mm -hmm. the verbiage of it that just drove me up the wall. And that part of the statement that I just read was the biggest part. What? Right. (laughs) That this is your response? Fairness? Right. And how about the four that are going knowing that we're not as good as she is? Well, She's faster than us. And how about runners two, three, and four on that team and you get bronze instead of gold? Right. But it was all about fairness. I'm sure they're going to be – or they finish fourth and they don't even medal. (laughs) And they easily would have had a gold medal with Richardson on their team. You think they're going to be pleased about that? Come on. Well, that's going to – it'll backfire if that's the case. Mm -hmm. The country who may or may not even realize that this is going on because we're talking about a limited event after all – well, I just thought it was, boy, this is a baffling, confounding decision. Um, anyways, I'm glad you felt that way. I thought that you wouldn't. I believe you should. We will get our time out. We'll get back to basketball. Basketball. We will get back to basketball. We will. I, was, I thought I had to guess this wrong. It is, I am right. It's Sean Devaney now. Uh, Vegas in an hour from now. Um, Sean Devaney from Heavy.com recapping what we saw last night and looking ahead and what does uh, this mean potentially for how far this series could go. But right now it's time to go for the green here on KXNO. Win $1,000 right now by texting the keyword Pay to 200-200. That's pay to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. All right. The contest back on. Pay to 200-200. Sean Devaney helps Trent and I out with the NBA. We take you until noon. It's Des Moines Sports Station. Cappy in an hour, in in, uh, half an hour on 1460 KXNO. 1-800-BETS-OFF. Now back to Miller and Condon. On 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM, here's Ken and Trent. All right, Miller and Condon, welcome back. Just past 1030 on a Wednesday. Cappy coming up to kick off our number two. We'll head to Chicago, catch up with the Cap Man, see what kind of mood he's in. Not good, it I'm going to guess. No, 11 straight Cubs losses will do that. No, but he's realistic, though. He's uh, he's he's um, he's off the bandwagon. He scraped <laughs> his knees falling off of it. Uh, let's get to our friend Sean Devaney. He joins us, Heavy.com. He's covered the NBA for decades. NBA editor over at Heavy.com, and he joins us. Sean, as always, thank you. Trent and Ken in Des Moines. How you doing? Doing pretty well, guys. How are you? Doing fine. Appreciate you coming on. Well, Giannis was, uh, I think, a surprise uh, to a lot. He was out, and he was doubtful. Then he was questionable. Then he was in. We saw the same thing with Harden earlier this playoffs. Uh, but I was surprised, honestly, that Giannis played last uh, last night. Um, probably, I don't know, 70%. His legs clearly weren't there, but 70% of, uh, of, of him is better than the alternative. What did you think of his game yesterday? Yeah, you know, I, I, I agree that uh, it's admirable that he tried to gut it out the way he did, and and, uh, and that was uh, uh, impressive. Um, but I do think at the same time that it was holding him back. It's easy to say that in hindsight, I know. But uh, but I did, uh, you know, before the game, you know, look, Giannis is the kind of player who 70 75% isn't nearly as effective as, say, James Harden, who's a, who's a shooter. Who, you know, you always got to guard James Harden. 
uh, even when he's just standing out beyond the three-point line. Um, you know, that, that, that's not the case with, uh, uh, with Giannis. He needs that explosiveness. So uh, it wasn't there, and I do think that was uh, one of the things that bogged down that, uh, that Milwaukee offense at times. Uh, you know, he's got to be able to get downhill and, and, and get to the foul line and all those sorts of things. And, uh, you know, you really saw the, the discrepancy in foul shooting uh, was, uh, was, was one of the big factors in that game. And, uh, and, and it's really on Giannis to create foul shots for that team. Uh, he wasn't doing it because he didn't, didn't have the explosiveness. I thought they'd have been better served, uh, you know, going in game one with sort of nothing to lose without Giannis, let him rest, get a couple extra days of rest. Uh, and come and have them come back for game two. Uh, you know, really, you're 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 on the road. Uh, you're in Phoenix to to open the NBA Finals to get one of those first two. Uh, then uh, then you got to be feeling pretty good. Uh, so I, I I thought they should have had 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 more of a focus on game two with them. Halliday was not very good offensively, shoot, cer- certainly shooting the basketball. Excuse me, had some struggles there. But his defense at Chris Paul, h- how important is he? He's not the defender he once was, but he's still pretty good. Is he the only chance, him locking down Chris Paul, for them to come back and have a chance in this yeah. series? Yeah, you know, I mean, a lot of it is is uh, what Chris Paul does to hunt the mismatches. So he's, he's, they're going to do a lot of pick and roll for, pick, for Chris Paul. They're doing that all year, uh, and, uh, and, and, and certainly he's been doing that his whole career. Uh, so that, that's going to be part of, of, of what Milwaukee is dealing with here. It's okay, when, when, when you get the pick, what do you do? Um, you know, do you leave Brooke Lopez on him uh, in the switch, which is what they did at the beginning of the game, or do you have Brooke Lopez sag off uh, and let Chris Paul basically pull up for uh, for for, for uh, uh, mid-range jumpers, which he's great at, and 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 that's what they did in the later part of the game. Uh, and Chris Paul killed them either way, so they were they were sort of damned if they do, damned if they don't. They've got to find different ways to uh, uh, either have Drew fight through those screens to to, to keep him on. Uh, on Chris Paul as much as possible. Maybe pick up Chris Paul a little earlier. That was something that the Clippers did in the Western Conference uh, uh, Finals and, and, and had a lot of success with that. You know, try to disrupt that pick and roll before it even starts uh, uh, with your defense. Uh, uh, so that's, that's, that's what Milwaukee's going to have to do. The problem with that is you're going to ask a lot of, of Drew Holiday defensively. If you do that, you're going to ask a lot of Chris Middleton defensively, and you need them offensively as well. So it's, uh, it's, it's, it's tough for Milwaukee to try to pick, pick and choose what to do here. The Suns have a lot of different ways they can, uh, uh, they can attack. And one of those ways to attack Cameron Johnson, who I think is playing his best basketball. I know he's only been in the league, what, two years now? Is this two or three year? Uh, Second season, thirds, whatever. Yeah. Uh, relatively uh, inexperienced still, but I think his lights going on. I guess Sean is where I was going. He was really effective last night in the minutes he played. Yeah, uh, very effective, and and he's one of those X factors that you know when you look at Milwaukee, you look at at, uh, uh, at Phoenix. Uh, Phoenix really uh, has has just so much so much more depth. Uh, uh-huh. They can attack you. You know when they go to the bench. They can find advantages on their bench, whether it's Cameron Payne or Cam Johnson. Uh, you know, they can find advantages there. Uh, whereas Milwaukee, you know, when they go to their bench, they're just trying to cross their fingers and get some guys some rest. Like that's that's their goal with their bench. Uh, so that's one of the big differences between these these two teams. And I think you saw that with with uh, with Johnson. You know, getting those twenty points. You know, he's an excellent excellent shooter. He's been shooting the ball really well. Uh, and uh, and and really, Milwaukee doesn't have that kind of weapon 
uh, off their bench. You know, they've got obviously uh, uh, Pat Connaughton, but uh, uh, you know he, he's very, very hit or miss. He's not been nearly as consistent as Cam Johnson is. Uh, and then you get into Cameron Payne and guys like that, and Milwaukee just can't match uh, what uh, uh, what Phoenix has on the bench. Saw Bryn Forbes late in the game also for them, and. Uh, they went small. That got them at least back into it, it felt, for a moment in the fourth quarter. You think that's going to be a button again that, yeah, that Boone's going to yeah. be pushing? Yeah, you know, I mean, they, they've got to try to find ways to do that. There's no question that uh, they've got to try to find some. When they play Giannis at the five, uh, that's that's their best lineup overall, you know, at both ends of the floor. The thing is that you're asking a lot of Giannis when you do that. So uh, it's it's a little difficult for them to, to, to play that in long stretches. Uh, but that's their best lineup, and, and, and they might have to go with that more often. Uh, it, it, it's really a situation where, you know, a guy who doesn't get talked about very much is Dante DiVincenzo, uh, who is, you know, very capable defensively, can switch defensively, uh, is very useful for them when they go to those small ball lineups. They don't have him in there. Uh, he's been hurt. Uh, so, you know, that, that's the guy that they clearly miss. Sean, does this feel like a long series to you from what we saw last night, um, knowing that Giannis is he's back, but we don't know how to what extent. Does this feel like it's a long series or better enjoy it while it lasts because it won't be here long? Yeah, no, I saw a lot in that game that I think Milwaukee can improve on. Um, that, uh, you know, I think, you know, obviously Phoenix, uh, uh, the way they shot the ball, the way they got to the free throw line, uh, you know, Milwaukee's going to make adjustments and going to make that much more difficult. I thought, you know, the, the shooting that uh, that the Bucks showed, they can get much better than that. Um, you know, there was, there was and, and of course, you know, we mentioned Giannis. Look, he's going to get a day off today mm-hmm. and then play again uh, tomorrow night late. So uh, plenty of rest between these two games. And he gets two days off right. after that. So even if they go back to Milwaukee down 2-0, you know, you're going to get a much better rested uh, uh, Giannis. I think a much more confident Giannis back in Milwaukee. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I think this is at least a six-game series. So, uh, you know, Phoenix did what it needed to do in game one. But I, I also saw a lot there uh, where Milwaukee can, uh, uh, can tighten this thing back up real fast. Sean, uh, look forward here as we look at Chris Paul. An incredible run. I loved what DeAndre ate and somebody asked him, you know, what's it like? And he said, it's not for everyone. You you really have to buy into what Chris Paul sells. He can be a very difficult guy to play for. But $44 million owed next year. He's obviously going to take that. What's next? Is he going to, in the twilight of his career, still hang on, be a mentor? Or do you quickly see him maybe going into the coaching ranks? Because, boy, it feels like that guy could be a great coach, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're right that 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 there are plenty of players who have played with Chris Paul and have sort of chafed uh, against that. I think, especially other veteran players, that's been one of the issues with him uh, uh, throughout the. You know, he did not get along well. Um, you know, he didn't get along well with Doc Rivers uh, at the end, and and uh, and uh, with the Clippers certainly didn't get along well at the end uh, with James Harden in Houston. Uh, but you know, with, with, with a young team. Uh, that needed someone like him and needed a, a leader like him on the floor. Uh, you know, they kind of soaked it up, and 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 I think that's that's sort of his element. Look, he could still play, and and I think uh, you know he's he's got the forty four million. He could opt out of that, and and I know that sounds crazy, but if he can get you know you know three years and 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 seventy million, which at this point he might. You know, I mean, teams like the Knicks desperately need a guy like that and 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 we will. so you know it's 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 he'd be giving up a lot of money up front but 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 for a, a more secure deal on the back end um you, you know he, he i think he's going to play at least another three years i think they'll try to get 
um, uh, there's an obscure rule, the, the over 38 rule, they call it now, uh, where Phoenix can offer him basically four years and nobody else can offer him that long because he's going to be over 38 years old. I, I think he's going to try to get a four-year deal out of Phoenix uh, uh, here this summer, uh, and they'll probably give it to him. You know, I mean, especially mm. look, if they win a championship, it'd be hard to say no. Uh, last thing for me, Sean, away from the NBA, but staying with basketball and moving to the Olympic Games. You, I'm sure you've seen the uh, rosters. Maybe don't have them committed to memory, all of them. But the uh, the U.S. roster, as as expected, has got uh, you know a whole bunch of stars. Have you seen it as far as and and, and if so, when you look at it, uh, how how do you think this team will come together chemistry wise? Which is always one of the questions when you put all of this talent on one team. Yeah, it's it's going to be difficult. Uh, you know, Greg Popovich is, is should be uh, you know enough of a respected voice to where guys will will come in and accept their roles. Um, I think having Kevin Durant on the team uh, is going to be huge because one of the things that can happen when you don't have sort of an alpha dog uh, uh, on the uh, on the roster is you get into a situation where, okay, who's the scorer here? Who, you know, if you're Jason Tatum, you might think you are, um, and, uh, and, and, you know, somebody else might, might disagree. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, you know, I think having Kevin Durant with the amount of international experience that he has, and of course his reputation, uh, within the league, you know, who the leader, you know, you you know where the ball's going. So I think that's going to benefit them. Um, and, uh, and and I think that'll be uh, uh, something that'll help them come together a little quicker is, is kind of knowing who, who the first option is. So uh, I think that'll be a benefit. The other thing is that other teams, you know, that's, that's usually a problem that the U.S. have, but internationally, because of the way the last couple of years have been, they haven't been playing together either. Mm. Usually that's their big advantage is these guys play together constantly, uh, and, and, and so other teams are much more have, have great chemistry. But you know, with with COVID and and the and the shutdowns that we've had, you know, these other teams have not been playing together either. Uh, they've got a lot of guys who are going to be sitting out. Uh, you know, a lot of you know Ben Simmons not playing for Australia, for instance. Um, you know, that's that's you've got that going around in other countries as well. So a lot of those national teams are going to be weaker uh, as well. You know, you'd have to have the U.S., of course, as a strong favorite for the gold medal. But I think some of the things that cause them to get upset in other tournaments, uh, I, I just don't think that's there as much this tournament. So I think they're even heavier favorites than they would normally be. Free agency, not the same as some past years. Not a overly deep list. There's some names at the top, but the top guy, Kawhi Leonard, well, the credentials say a lot there. Finals MVP, two-time champion. Where does he get his mail next season? I, you know, I think he stays with the Clippers. Uh, you know, he's probably going to flirt with Miami and flirt with maybe with the Knicks. There's been some chatter about that. I think that's 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 part of the pipe dream for both of those franchises. But uh, uh, I don't see him 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 leaving. Uh, uh, the, look, he, he he went through all that stuff in San Antonio. Uh, to try to get himself out of San Antonio because he eventually wanted to be in in Los Angeles. He wanted to get traded to the Lakers from uh, from San Antonio. That didn't work out. He goes, you know, wins the championship in Toronto, winds up with the Clippers. Uh, I can't imagine that he did all that to just say, all right, well, I had enough being being back home and around my family. Now I want to get out of here, and go play in Miami. You know, uh, so uh, I'd be really surprised if uh, if he's uh, anywhere but the Clippers next year. Sean Devaney, Heavy dot com. Sean, thanks for doing this uh, throughout the playoffs for us. We really appreciate it. Thank you again. Okay, thanks, guys. Good to talk to you. Sean Devaney, heavy.com. Um, we get into a little NBA and a little Olympics. I'm looking, look at, of the, all the, uh, the, the Olympics, the, um, pursuits, mm-hmm. the basketball to me is appointment TV. 
Yeah. I especially Deshaun makes a really good point, and I never thought about it. They play together the Euros, right? And, mm-hmm. and yeah. the American team, who's I think won three straight, um, they usually cobble it together. But they there's do. always some anxious moments mm-hmm. when you look at the roster. You think, how can these guys be in a game? They should be crushing them. But they are. And yes, it's because those the other countries. I mean, they they get guys sprinkled in from mm-hmm. the NBA, but they play together. But maybe they will be an overwhelming favorite. Kind of feels that way, right? When you kind of, and I got to look at some of the other rosters. There's always one that pops out. The Spanish Span- team, Spain, usually, yeah. right? Yeah. When they had the Gasols together yes. and they had Rudy Fernandez, mm-hmm. those were really good teams. Mm-hmm. Though I thought Rudy Fernandez, that dude was going to be can't miss because yeah. on the international scene, he was a stud. Got to the NBA, yeah. he's all right. Um, here's the U.S. Olympic team for those of you who have not seen the roster. I have, yeah, give, give me the full one here. Kevin Durant, Damian Lillard, uh-huh. Devin Booker, yes. Jason Tatum, okay. Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, Zach Levine, Abayo, Bam, Draymond Green, Jeremy Grant, Bradley Beal, and Kevin Love. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, Durant, he is the alpha dog. Sean's right, 100%. Um, Middleton can fill it up. Tatum can fill it up. Uh, Dame can fill it up. Booker can score. Because a couple of those teams Holiday that they constructed, can they did not have shooters. And so they, they kind of went a different route. Mm-hmm. You know, they blew, what was Reddick? did he make a team, I think, uh, four I think years back? JJ, yeah. Because they did, were looking for sure. more shooting. Yeah. And, and this kind of feels like it has it all. Yeah, Draymond Green can lock it down. Yeah. Uh, this should be fun. Olympics start when? Not Mm. Are we in Vegas when they start? I, I think we are. Opening think, ceremony is the twenty third. Twenty third makes sense. I think that's what it was. Yep. So two weeks from Friday. Yeah. Uh, we'll take a time out. Come back. Finish hour number one. David Kaplan, Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors Cappy. He will kick off hour number two. We will head to Vegas. Patrick Everson from Covers dot com will give us the four one one on on Vegas. We'll pick his brain on some of the sports books. Pick his brain on what uh, on Vegas being back as we. Uh, believed that uh, we saw with our own two eyes back in May, but it's even grown since then. Miller and Condon, 1460, KXNO, 10- All right, Miller and Condon, welcome back. About five minutes before the hour, 11 on 1460 kicks and Owen 106.3 FM. So did you watch any of the match yesterday? A little bit, not as much, and didn't have really the sound on, so yeah. didn't get the full experience It of wasn't, it. you know what, Trent, it was, uh, it was an event last year that we were clamoring for in the pandemic, right? Yes, yeah. And it was, it's meant more maybe then because of the lack of sports. I couldn't get into it. Now, the, 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 the golf course itself was, yeah. oh, my God, what a beautiful area Montana is. Um, but the, the play itself, um, DeChambeau, was, it was forced. You know, him trying to mm-hmm. he, he put a microphone on him. Phil eh. uh, is is Awkward. Well done. Yes, very well said. Yeah, awkward. Not Mickelson. Mickelson no. is a star. Yes. Uh, Mickelson was so good. Rodgers. And, and Brady's good, too. Bra- yes. Brady's really good, too. But DeChambeau felt, felt like it was forced with him. Now, watching him hit the golf ball at that altitude mm-hmm. was just unbelievable. But uh, as far as the play itself, it was meh. This part of Tom Brady that we're opening up, it feels like, is this him 
out of New England, and that's why the reins oh, are off. And, and we're seeing him bombed after or during the Super <laughs> yeah. Bowl parade, right. throwing barbs on Twitter, just being more open, being a guy we didn't see for so Letting long. Letting us behind the curve, peek behind the curtain a little bit with him. And part two, I wonder, is if they didn't win the Super Bowl last year, would we be seeing this? Obviously, we wouldn't have saw the Super Bowl parade, but just in general, because he is so ultra-focused, did that lend him, hey, now I showed everybody I also mm-hmm. could do it outside of New England. So you think the pressure's off? I'm going to have he's fun he's allowing now. himself yes. to have a little bit more fun and get out there and do more things? Maybe. Twilight of the career. Yeah. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to do the things I always wanted to do and have also checked off the biggest box mm-hmm. that I had. Winning a with, without Belichick. Without Belichick. Uh-huh. Not New England. Not the organization. Doing that. I can't, yeah, can, can he win without Belichick? And how many times did we have that oh conversation in the summer? Right. I don't think there was a right answer. Who, do you, who, who, who is it? Is it Brady or is it Belichick? Yeah. Well, you it's can make the case for both. But well, yes. uh, we fought. You know, one of the coolest parts of the whole coverage was watching Rodgers and Brady throw the ball to each other. Yeah. You had a football there. It was, eh, it was. Not what I, I not, no, yeah. it wasn't. Now Barkley was good. Of course, and Brian Anderson's Brian Anderson. Um, but it just again was better than the in the pandemic because it was all we had. Right, plain, plain and simple. That's the way I saw it. So you're ready for Aaron Rodgers to be a Green Bay Packer? Yes, it's happening. I believe so too. And he, he told uh, Barkley that he's going to let him know this weekend when they they're in an event at Tahoe. Oh yeah, it's the whatever they call it these days. But yeah. Who was it that used to win all the time? Oh, there was a guy for a number. Elway was always really good. Yeah, there was a was it a pitcher or a kicker? Rick Rowan. Yeah, Rod or Rick Roden. Yes, yes, yes Rick Roden. Yeah, former pitcher. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was always on the top of the list. Um, there was another guy that used to be too. a bigger event, didn't it? Or am I just in my? Maybe it was just cool during the summertime to, to see, see NFL all of guys. those guys from yeah, all different uh, sports come together and oh, play. Look, there's Dan Marino, and he's, mm-hmm. he's not wearing a helmet. There was a couple of events. Mario Lemieux was pretty good in that he thing. He was. I, yeah, I that's a good too. call. Yep. Uh, anyways. Um, there's a lot of golf this weekend. Got that? And then next weekend, the Quad Stages this weekend. We got right? John Dare this weekend, mm-hmm. and it's also the Scottish Open. And that field keeps getting better and better. Rory has played because, obviously, his roots over there. But uh, that field, I think John Rahm's playing in the Scottish this weekend. I have a feeling going to be a lot of golf uh, mm. part of, well, not just my watching this weekend, probably betting too. Well, they go hand in hand. Yes. I see Adrian Martinez, uh, one of 14 athletes to sign with degree deodorant. So some of the guys starting to cash in. Brock right. Purdy's got a t-shirt deal with Cyclone Fanatic. Brocktober, you know it's coming to Cyclone Fanatic this fall, right? It's, 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 a, it's going to happen, and it's going to drive me nuts, but it's going to happen. This this fall, men's basketball. You know what the T-shirt's going to be? I will guarantee they're already working on it. What does Chris always say? It drives me crazy. Well, he didn't say it last year because Grill wasn't on the team. Well, fire up the grill. Fire up the grill. <laughs> T-shirts coming soon. Cyclone fanatic. I bet it happens. Hour two coming up next.